Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sports Day for Toolmart, the complete tool center, serving WA for over 40 years. Yes, looking at the WA Cricketers heading for their 17th one-day cup title win. Their first one was back in 1983 and they won in 2021, 2022 and they look like picking up 2023. Two for 105 South Australia, needing 388 for victory. Uh, They're in the 17th over. They started very well. They just lost their second wicket a few moments ago. Ty has one for 17 and Ashton Agar, the other wicket taker. Chris Coy now joins us. Uh, it's Friday night action for the glory this week. And they return to HBF Park for the first time this season after spending uh, all their home games so far in Balcata there at Macedonia Park. Joining us is assistant coach and Chris Coyne. Chris, thanks for your time. Good evening, Peter. How are you, mate? Good. What's happened? Three draws, three losses in the last six weeks. And we we're going north. That is the Perth glory, and all of a sudden it started to head south a bit in recent times. Any reasons or any explanations? Oh, mate, um, real tough one, to be honest with you, Pete, because I think 70% of those games we, we should have won um, or should have at least got something out of the game. So we went away, obviously, to Brisbane, um, you know, one mil up, and I thought the boys were, were quite comfortable, to be honest with you. Um, we were set up well. They understood exactly what we were we were there to do, and you know, two poor goals. And I think that's you know, as a as a collective, as a group, um, we've been conceding too many goals and, and conceding from set plays and and sloppy moments. You know, the same again uh, against Western United. I think another game that we we pretty much dominated, um, and then we had a four minute block where you know we conceded two really poor goals with. You know, not really them playing through us or doing anything special, and and you're chasing the game again. So, the boys have been, um, you know, very disappointed. They've been, um, you know, working so hard, and they're they're, they're really listening and, and trying to implement. So, you know, the only way sometimes you get a bit of bad luck is to, to work harder and work yourself out of it. So, what's been the mood in the camp this week ahead of a return to HBF Park on Friday night at seven o'clock against the Western Sydney Wanderers? Yeah, so far so good, Pete. You know, we've had a, a good few days on the on the training track. Um, spirits are high. I think there's seven or eight boys that have never played uh, at HPF and got a few homegrown players, obviously that are that are coming home and going to play on on um, on HPF for the first time. So, boys' spirits have been good. Um, it's never easy to go on the road for a week and come back with nothing in your nothing in your locker, but. Um, you know, the best thing about football, Pete, is sometimes when you're down, you get that opportunity to to come out in, in front of your members, in front of your home crowd, in front of your family and and put that purple shirt on and, and actually, you know, get that opportunity to, uh, to do something about it. So it's 
spirits have been good. The boys as a group have been excellent. And um, I know they're excited. We've got a, a captain's run tomorrow at HBF. And I know the boys are looking forward to, to going over there and having a run around. Mm. Let's have a look at a few of the players. Uh, I gather the skipper, Mustafa Amini, is he likely he'll miss a nat- naturally through suspension. Uh, what about the likes of Daryl Lackman? Is he likely to return? Yeah, Big Daryl's trained the last few days. Um, obviously, a hell of a head knock that he took, and um, we were really concerned for him for a while there. It wasn't wasn't nice. Um, wasn't a nice situation to be a part of. But um, he got the stitches out uh, yesterday, and the, the surgeon's done a really good job on on piecing him back together. So. Um, all things going well, mate. He's, he's received his medical clearance and etc. From you know the doctor with his con- concussion test. So um, yeah, it'd be good to have the big fella out there, or at least available uh, yeah. for the weekend. And also, it's uh, disappointing in some ways. I believe he's got to have a, an operation. But Salim Khalifi, uh, who the Tunisian, who's been such an excitement machine, but unfortunately his first season with the Glory has been plagued with a bit of injury. Uh, that's him done and dusted for the season. Yeah, it is, Pete. He, um, he actually went and uh, saw Dr. Jared Hardesty uh, yesterday. Um, so he's gone into that surgery. He would, you know, bless him. He's, he's come over to a foreign country. Um, he's been playing with this, this injury for, for a few weeks now and just trying to push through and do the right thing by, by his teammates and the club. And I think it just got to the point for, for poor Salim where enough was enough and he had to go and get something done about it. So, yes, it's a big loss for the club. Um, but, you know, what it does give is sort of time to get his body right. It gives him the off-season. And, you know, he was he was having to, having to train and play through painkilling injections and taking Panadine Forte and things like that before training just to get through training. So once it gets to that stage, I uh, don't care how tough you are, it does um, have an effect on you. So, you know, we, we want a speedy recovery for, for Salim and the quicker we can see him out in, in that purple at, at HBF, you know, I think he's going to be a, a firm fan's favourite. I think uh, he's a little excitement machine and brings a lot of quality. So we can get that foot right. Uh, by all accounts, everything went well with the surgery. And um, he's, a, he's a great little player, another little magician in the making, I think. Oh, I know he's an outstanding player. Certainly one of the players I really enjoy watching. He's uh, so skillful. Saying that, uh, Cameron Cook, the goalkeeper, who's taken over the reins of Liam Reddy uh, in the last few weeks, in fact, the last couple of months, uh, has re-signed with the club. And, and no doubt, you know, there's opposition in the goalkeeping stakes, but uh, your thoughts on how Cameron has settled into the role? Yeah, he's settled in there like any 21, 22-year-old goalkeeper. Uh, you know, we... Um we know with, with you, you know, goalkeepers generally don't start playing until they're 23, 24, especially in Europe. And the fortunate thing for goalkeepers, as we've seen with Liam Reddy, is they can play till they're 40. Um, and over that period of time, they, they um, get that consistency and they learn through the mistakes. You know, Cookie's a strong character. He's not going to hide behind the fact that he's made a, a couple of individual errors. But we weren't stupid enough to think that, you know, as a young kid, a young incumbent going into such a tough position that, that he wasn't going to be tested. But um, from that, he's, he's getting better. He's growing. Um, you know, his, his character will improve and his decision-making will, will improve. And that's why I think the club and Andy Keogh and Ruben were so keen to, to sign him on a long-term deal because we see the kid having a massive future in the game. And, you know, we're, we're glad. We're really pleased with where Cookie is at, is at, at the moment. You know, we're, we're happy to, you know... 
see him make good, honest mistakes and, and grow from them and get better because as a club moving forward, we'll see the benefit of, of mm. that experience that he's getting now. Now, you're a good man. You speak honestly. Uh, I had uh, Mark Beavers on the program last week and I spoke to him about you know that so-called incident that was actually a false alarm that involved Beavers and, of course, Ryan Williams and the reason they were not playing in a game some while back and they thought there might have been a clash with uh, the coach, Ruben Zadkovic, and, and Mark B was actually just laughed it off and said he couldn't, uh, couldn't believe all the crap that was coming out. Now, we had the other incident just in the last couple of weeks regarding Giordano Colley. We know that Ruben wears his heart on his sleeve. He's passionate about the club. I've seen it firsthand. He just loves it. He's motivated. He's driven. Uh, your thoughts, Coiny, on what's all this sort of news, other than football news, that tends to filter out every now and then. And even last weekend, we saw a double-page spread in the West talking about the Perth Glory's so-called controversies, and there wasn't one word mentioned about the game that was being played that day. Yeah, listen, mate, it's something, you know, I've grown up with in Perth. So I'll start with the sort of the, the article in the paper. I, I got wind of it, and um, I asked Gareth, uh, to send it, Gareth Morgan to send it through to me, and um, I'm sat there reading it and just thinking, you know, these guys have got nothing better to do. And unfortunately, we do live in an AFL town where we're a week and a half, two weeks away from the AFL starting, and I just saw it. They saw an opportunity to throw a hand grenade in, um, and it was disappointing to, to read it um, because there's never anything positive in there. We, we're lucky if we even get a, a corner before the racing pages. So that being said, you know where. I'm a firm believer, and I was brought up, brought up a bit old school. And sometimes in football, world, words need to be spoken. People need to have conversations. But they always stay between the four walls. Uh, you never air your dirty, dirty laundry. And the worst thing for me was, or has been, is the fact that there hasn't been any dirty laundry. I've been involved with every single training session, been at training every day. And yes, there's words had at time. You know, it's, it's football. But there's been no conflict. There's been no people that have been at each other. And then it questions the integrity of... Uh, the dressing room and, and where people are, are at. I, I think this has been one of the most harmonious dressing rooms I've been a part of. And, and it, there hasn't been any bickering and there hasn't been any um, fights between the players or Ryan Williams and Beavers. You know, uh, the reason Beavers probably laughed it off is because he was injured. He had a sore back at the time and missed the game. You know, it had nothing to do. But then all of a sudden, these comments are coming out through social media, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, a big pet hate of mine. I hate social media for that reason. I love the, 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 the platform it gives people, um, but I don't like the innuendo and lies that can sometimes come out. And like an old school journalist, you've been around a long time, Pete. You knew that you had to sort of credential your stories or you had to have fact in that story where with social media, you can print lies at times. Um, and because there's so much and it spreads so quick, then it, it, gathers, a, it gathers momentum and people jump on it. So... Mm. A little bit disappointing from that perspective, but um, from my my point of view, um, you know, I think the boys are in a good space. I think we can all see what we're building towards. Um, I can honestly say to you that you know, there's never been any any harsh incidents or fights or Mark Beavers and Ryan Williams or anything like that. Um, so it's a bit disappointing, you know. The dressing rooms, the dressing room, the clubs, the club, everything should stay inside. In terms of that, you know, dressing room stuff. Um, but I can honestly tell you, mate, that there's a lot of um, 
a lot of smoke and daggers there. There's nothing really to, to talk about. It's just um, the innuendo that comes out through social platforms. Yeah, no, I couldn't believe that article last week, honestly. And to be fair, I've been around a long time. If you wanted to write a two-pager on the glory, you could write a, a three-pager on the West Coast Eagles. You could write a couple of pages on the Fremantle Dockers. You could even write a page on the Perth Wildcats, who are seen to be squeaky exactly. clean. Well, there was a few years ago where there was a certain player that got himself in a bit of trouble. And you know where he ended up. Yeah, exactly. So, so I just think, but the fact that what really irritated me about the West Australia last week is that they didn't even put a par in about the game that was coming up. Okay, write that. Yeah. But write something about the game, for God's sake. Yeah, listen, at the end of the day, it's, it's a free world, so they can write what they choose. But because they're so, or it comes across as so one-eyed, it's disappointing. Now, if we're all getting equal coverage, and I get that football doesn't put as, much, as many bums on seats as the Eagles, but if the coverage was equal or the writing, they were writing about the game, but there had been some controversy that's in the paper, then so be it. That's part, part of the course. But when it seems so lopsided to other sports and, you know, it, it does it does annoy me a, a little bit. But like I said before, mate, growing up in Perth, I know how hard people have had to fight over the years mm. uh, for airtime, for print, for, for whatever. So nothing really surprises me anymore. I think there are, um, there, there's ulterior motives out there and I, I just don't agree with them at times. And the other thing is, a lot of guys call themselves sports commentators, but got, uh, get out there and learn about some other sports as well, and then you can maybe write and talk about it. Now, two final questions is, as, have we seen the end of Liam Reddy? Chris, can you answer that honestly for us? Uh, you can never say the end of someone that's had such longevity in his career. Um, I don't think we'll see him playing for, for Perth Glory again, but I, I'm not the head coach, so... If I had to give you my opinion, I'd probably say no, but I'm not the one that selects the team. Um, so that'll be Ruben's choice. Obviously, I help him alongside that, so I'm not just parking it with Ruben. And I'm also a firm believer in you can never say never either. But um, as it stands at the moment, I'd be very surprised if we were to see him go out there again. But that's not to say that, you know, it's not going to happen because, you know, things, that's, the, that's the funny thing about the football world. And, you know, Cookie, you know, grabbed his opportunity and he's been doing well, but that's not to say that the opportunity isn't there for Liam. As we let you go, it's the Western Sydney Wanderers. They've just uh, dropped one game in their last eight and they are making a serious run at Melbourne City. But we know what's happened in football and you would have woken up the other morning and you would have shook your head when you saw Liverpool 7, Manchester United nil, And uh, that's the game because going to that game, Liverpool weren't travelling that well. No, it's a funny, it, it, well, the old cliche, it's a funny old game. And it, I, I couldn't believe it because my kids are Liverpool fans. So I'm sat there having a, a coffee and toast in the morning and Kieran's going, Dad, did you see the Liverpool go, uh, score? I went, oh, how much did Man U win by? And he's like, oh, piss off, Dad. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, whatever, mate. So I was straight on my phone and it was like, goal, 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 goal. And I was like, wow. I'd, I'd, I'd never have thought I'd wake up to that. But <laughs> being an devastating myself, Pete, I, I, I'm not happy when they win. Brilliant, brilliant. Mate, I'll see you on uh, Friday night. It should be a beauty. Kick off at 7 o'clock yeah, back at HBF Park. Should, should be a cracker, mate. And it's, um, everyone's looking forward. I know that um, all the staff, Anthony Radich and, and Joe, are, are, you know, are pushing really hard to, to put on a, a special night for everyone because uh, I think we've all missed being at HBF. So I'd implore as many people that, are, that can get down. Uh, 7 o'clock kickoff on a Friday. Um, a good time in this weather in, in beautiful Perth. So I'd implore as many people as possible to come down and support the boys.
Yeah, good on you, mate. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you on Friday. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having us, Pete. Take care, mate. Good on you. A-League update ahead of the uh, Glory Wanderers match. Of course, football is here. And here is the Isuzu Ute A-League. Uh, experience it live. Search A-League tickets and get your tickets and go along to see the Perth Glory take on the Western Sydney Wanderers on Friday night. 7 o'clock kickoff at HBF Park. Good to be back at HBF Park too, I reckon. It's coming up 11 to 6 here on Sports Day WA.